<clears throat> Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, where we've set up this haven or this atmosphere, the safe haven, um, by hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam um, and other books of Prabhupada, but particularly the Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavad Gita and Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, every day, uh, cover to cover, uh, on the order of Srila Prabhupada to purify the world and our hearts, individual hearts. And we'd like to dedicate this reading tonight uh, to the devotees in Ukraine who are going through very difficult circumstances that we can't even imagine. Uh, but this is, this is to them, specifically, and for them. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam and puts everything in the proper perspective. It goes like this. Sarva Shastra Dipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodita Shri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya. Shri Krishnaya and Mostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Mad Mahadana Mandistadagamad Bhagya my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutadayin atini chuchatakada hanamun chagadachin mam premnarit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate 
So we've reached the 17th chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> um, Dharma is now responding to Maharaj Prikshit's questions. Basically, Maharaj Prikshit is asking him who's responsible for the difficulty you're in. Beginning with text 18. O greatest among human beings, Dharma is speaking. O greatest of human beings, it is very difficult to ascertain the particular miscreant who has caused our sufferings because we are bewildered by all the different opinions of theoretical philosophers. Purport. <clears throat> there are many theoretical philosophers in the world who put forward their own theories of cause and effect, especially about the cause of suffering and its effect on different living beings. Generally, there are six great philosophers, Kanada, the author of Vaisheshika philosophy, Gotama, the author of logic, Patanjali, the author of Mystic Yoga, Kapila, the author of Sankhya philosophy, Jaimini, the author of Karma Mimamsa, and Vyasadeva, the author of Vedanta Darshan. <clears throat> Although the bull, or the personality of religion, and the cow, the personality of the earth, knew perfectly well that the personality of Godhead was the direct cause of their sufferings. Still, as devotees of the Lord, they knew well also that without the sanction of the Lord, no one could inflict trouble upon them. According to the Padma Purana, our present trouble is due to the fructifying of seedling sins. But even, <clears throat> but even those seedling sing, sins also gradually fade away by the execution of pure devotional service. Thus, even if the devotees see the mischief mongers, they do not accuse them for the sufferings inflicted. They take it for granted that the mischief monger is made to act by some indirect cause and therefore they tolerate the sufferings, thinking them to be God-given in small doses, for otherwise the sufferings should have been greater. Maharaj Parikshit wanted to get a statement of accusation against the direct mischief monger, but they declined to give it on the above-mentioned grounds. Speculative philosophers, however, do not recognize the sanction of the Lord. They try to find out the cause of sufferings in their own way as will be described in the following verses. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, such speculators are themselves bewildered, and thus they cannot know that the ultimate cause of all causes is the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead. Text 19 Some of the philosophers, those who deny all sorts of duality, declare that one's own self is responsible 
for his personal happiness and distress. Others say that superhuman powers are responsible. While others, while yet others say that activity is responsible. And the gross materialists maintain that nature is the ultimate cause. Purport. As, ref as, referred, as referred to above, philosophers like Jaimini and his followers established that fruitive activity is the root cause of all distress and happiness, and that even if there is a superior authority, some superhuman powerful god or gods, he or they are also under the influence of fruitive activity because they reward a result according to one's action. They say that action is not independent because action is performed by some performer. Therefore, the performer himself is the cause of his own happiness or distress. In the Bhagavad Gita 6.5 it is confirmed that by one's mind, freed from material affection, one can deliver, deliver himself from the sufferings of material pangs. So one should not entangle oneself in matter by the mind's material affection. Thus one's own mind is one's friend or enemy in one's material happiness and distress. Atheistic, materialistic shankites conclude that material nature is the cause of all causes. According to them, combinations of material elements are the causes of material happiness and distress, and disintegration of matter is the cause of freedom from all material pangs. Gautama and Kanada find that atomic combination is the cause of everything, and impersonalists like Ashtavakra find that the spiritual effulgence of Brahman is the cause of all causes. But in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord Himself declares that He is the source of impersonal Brahman, and therefore He, the Personality of Godhead, is the ultimate cause of all causes. It is confirmed in the Brahma Sangita that Lord Krishna is the ultimate cause of all causes. Text 20 <clears throat> There are also some thinkers who believe that no one can ascertain the cause of distress by argumentation, nor know it by imagination, nor express it by words. O sage amongst kings, judge for yourself by thinking over all this with your own intelligence. Purport As explained above, the Vaishnavites the devotees of the Lord believe that nothing can take place without the sanction of the Supreme Lord. He is the Supreme Director, for He confirms in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15 that He, as the all-pervading Paramatma, stays in everyone's heart as a witness and keeps vigilance over all actions of a living being. The argument of the atheist that one cannot be punished for one's misdeeds unless they are proved before a qualified justice 
is refuted herein. For we accept the Lord as the perpetual witness and constant companion of a living being. A living being may forget all that he might have done in his past or present life, but one must know that in the same tree of the material body, the individual soul and the supreme soul as Paramatma are sitting like two birds. One of them, the living being, is enjoying the fruits of the tree, whereas the supreme being is there to witness the activities. Therefore, the Paramatma feature, the supreme soul, is actually the witness of all activities of the living being, and only by his direction can the living being remember or forget what he might have done in the past. The Lord is therefore both the all-pervading, impersonal Brahman and the localized Paramatma in everyone's heart. He is the knower of all, past, present and future, and nothing can be concealed from Him. The devotees know this truth, and therefore they, they discharge their duties sincerely, without being overly anxious for rewards. Besides that, one cannot estimate the Lord's reactions, either by speculation or by scholarship. Why does he put some into difficulty and not others? He is the supreme knower of the Vedic knowledge and thus he is the factual Vedantist. At the same time, he is the compiler of the Vedanta. No one is independent of him and everyone is engaged in his service in different ways. In the conditioned state, such services are rendered by the living being under force of the material nature, whereas in the liberated state, the living being is helped by the spiritual nature in the voluntary loving service of the Lord. There is no incongruity or inebriety in his actions. All are on the path of absolute truth. Bhishmadev correctly estimated the inconceivable actions of the Lord. The conclusion is, therefore, that the sufferings of the representative of religion and the representative of the earth, as present before Maharaj Prikshit, were planned to prove that Maharaj Prikshit was the ideal executive head because he knew well how to give protection to the cows, the earth, and the brahmanas, religious principles, the two pillars of spiritual advancement. Everyone being under the full control of the Lord, he is quite correct in his action when he desires something to be done by someone, irrespective of the consideration of the particular case. Maharaj Parikshit was thus put to a test for his greatness. Now let us see how he solves it by his sagacious mind. Text 21 Sutta Goswami said, O best among the Brahmanas, the Emperor Parikshit, thus hearing the personality of religion speak, was fully satisfied and without mistake or regret, he gave his reply. PURPORT 
The statement of the bull, the personality of religion, was full of philosophy and knowledge, and the king was satisfied, since he could not understand that the suffering bull was not an, since he could understand that the suffering bull was not an ordinary one, unless one is perfectly conversant with the law of the Supreme Lord, one cannot speak such things touching philosophical truths. The emperor, being also on an equal level of sagacity, sagacity, how do you pronounce that? Sagacity. You sure? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Sagacity. The emperor, being also on an equal level of sagacity, replied to the point without doubts or mistakes. Text 22 <clears throat> The king said, O you who are in the form of a bull, you know the truth of religion, and you are speaking according to the principle that the destination intended for the perpetrator of irreligious acts is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator. You are no other than the personality of religion. Purport A devotee's conclusion is that no one can become a benefactor or mischief monger without the sanction of the Lord, and therefore the devotee does not consider anyone to be directly responsible for such action. But in both the cases, he takes it for granted that either benefit or loss is God sent, and thus it is his grace. In case of benefit, no one will deny that it is God sent. But in case of loss or reverses, one becomes doubtful about how the Lord could be so unkind to his devotee as to put him into great difficulty. Jesus Christ was seemingly put into such great difficulty, being crucified by the ignorant, but he was never angry at the mischief mongers. That is the way a devotee accepts a thing, either favorable or unfavorable, and thus for a devotee the identifier is as much a sinner as the mischief monger. The devotee tolerates all reverses as God's grace. Maharaj Pariksit observed this and therefore he could understand that the bull was no other than the personality of religion himself. In other words, a devotee has no suffering at all because so-called suffering is also God's grace for a devotee who sees God in everything. The cow and bull never placed any complaint before the king for being tortured by the personality of Kali, although everyone lodges such complaints before the state authorities. The extraordinary behavior of the bull made the king conclude that the bull was certainly the personality of religion, for no one else could understand the finer intricacies of the codes of religion. Text 23.
Thus it is concluded that the Lord's energies are inconceivable. No one can estimate them by mental speculation or by word jugglery. Purport A question may be raised as to why a devotee should refrain from identifying an actor although the devotee knows definitely that the Lord is the ultimate doer of everything. Why should one why should one why should one knows the ultimate doer there's a mistake. Why should one who knows the ultimate doer pose himself as ignorant of the actual performer? <clears throat> to answer this doubt, the reply is that the Lord is also not directly responsible, for everything is done by his deputed maya shakti, or material energy. The material energy is always provoking doubts about the supreme authority of the Lord, the personality of religion knew perfectly well that nothing can take place without the sanction of the Supreme Lord, and still he was put into doubts by the deluding energy, and thus he refrained from mentioning the Supreme Cause. This doubtfulness was due to the contamination of both Kali and the material energy. The whole atmosphere of the age of Kali is magnified by the deluding energy, and the proportion of measurement is incalculable. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 24 Tapak Cham Daya Satyam Itipada Krite Kritaha Adharmangs Chaistrayo Magna Smaya Sangha Madaistava. In the age of Satya, truthfulness, your four legs were established by the four principles of austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. But it appears that three of your legs are broken due to rampant irreligion in the form of pride, lust for women, and intoxication. Purport The deluding energy or material nature <clears throat> can act upon the living beings proportionately in terms of the living entities falling prey to the deluding attraction of maya. Moths are captivated by the glaring brightness of light and thus they become prey to the fire. Similarly, the deluding energy is always captivating the conditioned souls to become prey to the fire of delusion. And the Vedic scriptures warn the conditioned souls not to become prey to delusion, but to get rid of it. The Vedas warn us 
to go not to the darkness of ignorance, but to the progressive path of light. The Lord Himself also warns that the deluding power of material energy is too powerful to overcome, but that one who completely surrenders unto the Lord can easily do so. But to surrender unto the lotus feet of the Lord is also not very easy. Such surrender is possible by persons who have cultured transcendental knowledge based on the principles of austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. The four principles of advanced civilization were remarkable features in the age of Satya. In that age, practically every human being was a qualified brahmana of the highest order. And in the spiritual orders of life, they were all paramahamsas, or the topmost men of, of the renounced order. By cultural standing, the human beings were not at all subjected to the deluding energy. Such strong men of character were competent enough to get away from the clutches of maya. But gradually, as the basic principles of Brahminical culture, namely austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness, become, became curtailed by proportionate development of pride, attachment for women, and intoxication. The path of salvation, or the path of transcendental bliss, retreated far, far away from human society. With the progression of the age of Kali, people are becoming very proud, very much attached to women, and increasingly victimized by intoxication. By the influence of the age of Kali, even a pauper is proud of his penny. The women are all, always dressed in an overly attractive fashion to victimize the minds of men, and men are addicted to drinking wine, smoking, drinking tea, chewing tobacco, and so on. All these habits or so-called or so advancement of civilization are the root causes of all irreligiosities. And therefore, it is not possible to check corruption, bribery, and nepotism. You cannot check all these evils simply by statutory acts and police vigilance. You have to cure the disease of the mind by the proper medicine, namely advocating the principles of Brahminical culture or the principles of austerity, cleanliness, mercy and truthfulness. The modern civilization based on economic development is creating a new situation of poverty and scarcity with the result of the black marketing the consumers commodity with the result of black marketing the consumers commodities if the leaders and the rich men of the society spend 50% of their accumulated wealth mercifully for the for the misled mass of people and educate them in god consciousness the knowledge of the bhagavatam certainly the age of kali will be defeated in its attempt to entrap and victimize the conditioned souls. We must always remember that false pride or too high an estimation of one's own values of life 
undue attachment to women or association with them, and intoxication of any kind will divert human civilization from the path of peace, however much the people clamor for peace in the world. The preaching of the Bhagavatam principles will automatically render all men austere, clean both inside and outside, merciful to the suffering, and truthful in daily behavior. That is the way of correcting the flaws of human society, which are very prominently exhibited at the present moment. That was written 1962, 60 years ago. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 25. <clears throat> you are now standing on one leg only, which is your truthfulness, and you are somehow or other hobbling along. But quarrel personified, Kali, flourishing by deceit, is also trying to destroy that leg. Purport. The principles of religion do not stand on some dogmas or man-made formulas, but they stand on four primary regulative observances, namely austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. The mass of people must be taught to practice these principles from childhood. Austerity means to accept voluntarily things that may not be very comfortable for the body but are conducive for spiritual realization. Fasting, for example, fasting twice or four times a month is a sort of austerity which may be voluntarily accepted for spiritual realization only and not for any other purposes, political or otherwise. Fastings which are meant not for self-realization but for some other purposes are condemned in the Bhagavad Gita 17, 5 and 6. Similarly, cleanliness is necessary both for the mind and for the body. Simply bodily cleanliness may help to some extent but cleanliness of the mind is necessary and it is effected by glorifying the Supreme Lord. No one can cleanse the accumulated mental dust without glorifying the Supreme Lord. A godless civilization cannot cleanse the mind because it has no idea of God. And for this simple reason, people under such a civilization cannot have good qualifications, however they may be materially equipped. We have to see things by their resultant action. The resultant action of human civilization in the age of Kali is dissatisfaction. So everyone is anxious to get peace of mind. This peace of mind was complete in the Satya age because of the existence of the above-mentioned attributes of the human beings. Gradually these attributes have diminished in the Treta Yuga to three-fourths in the Dwarpa to half 
and in this age of Kali to one-fourth, which is also gradually diminishing on account of prevailing untruthfulness. By pride, either artificial or real, the resultant action of austerity is spoiled. By too much affection for female association, cleanliness is spoiled. By too much addiction to intoxication, mercy is spoiled. And by too much lying propaganda, truthfulness is spoiled. The revival of Bhagavad Dharma can save human civilization from falling prey to evils of all description. Text 26 The burden of the earth was certainly diminished by the personality of Godhead and by others as well. When he was present as an incarnation, all good was performed because of his auspicious footprints. Text 27 Now she, the chaste one, as if most unfortunate due to being forsaken by the personality of Godhead, laments her future with tears in her eyes. For now she is being ruled and enjoyed by lower class men who pose as rulers. Purport The Chatriya, or the man who is qualified to protect the sufferers, is meant to rule the state. Untrained, lower class men, or men without ambition to protect the sufferers, cannot be placed on the seat of an administrator. Unfortunately, in the age of Kali, the lower class men, without training, occupy the post of a ruler by strength of popular votes, and instead of protecting the sufferers, such men create a situation quite intolerable for everyone. Such rulers illegally gratify themselves at the cost of all comforts of the citizens, and thus the chaste mother earth cries to see the pitiable condition of her sons, both men and animals. That is the future of the world in the age of Kali, where ir irreligiosity prevails most prominently. And in the absence of a suitable king, to curb irreligious tendencies, educating the people systematically in the teachings of Srimad Bhagavatam will clear up the hazy atmosphere of corruption, bribery, blackmail, and so on. How's that for an assessment of the world's situation today? So we'll stop here. Believe it or not, we're at 7.50. Uh, we'll begin with text 28 tomorrow. And if anyone's listening from Ukraine, which I doubt they are, but if they are, we give you our uh, well-wishing and our uh, prayers for the relief of this horrible uh, situation that has developed over the last few days. We pray that 
the truth will win out over evil. But I know for a fact that they are still uh, steeped in the teachings of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Okay, <clears throat> please, oh assembled sages, please come forward with your reflections on these profoundly, profound purports and verses of this section of Srimad Bhagavatam, punishment and reward of Kali. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. She says, Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Happy Akadasi to all. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All our prayers to the devotees of Ukraine and Russia. Yes, well put. Because the people of Russia, they also don't want this war. <laughs> or the vast majority of them. Hare Krishna. From Rai Kanu. Yes, Roy Kanu. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Yeah, all glory to Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada. And from Christopher Kenzior. Christopher Kenzior, Hare Krishna, welcome back. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Bo. And from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, all glories to Prabhupada. And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. Jai, Guru Maharaj. Happy Vijaya Kadasi. Jai. Hare Krishna, Vijay Akadasi, Ki Jai. <laughs> And from Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I appreciated hearing today that bringing our hearts and mind always back by sincere devotional service can keep us safe under the mercy of Krishna as he is the supreme director and knows our past, present and future. There may be situations that will present themselves that are covered in maya. I try to work hard each day to not become prey and progress towards the light. These readings help us with this each day. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for that uh, fine uh, reflection. Thank you. It's nice to hear that you're hearing and processing and... Uh, Yes, and understanding properly. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. I have a, a question about. Um, a statement in the purport to text 20 where Srila Prabhupada says um, that Maharaj Parikshit was the ideal executive head because he knew well how to give protection to the cows, the earth, 
and the brahmanas, religious principles. And then he says the two pillars of spiritual advancement. And I was wondering if you could expand on that some about how the these two things are the pillars of spiritual advancement. Okay. Uh, what verse is it? It's uh, text, 20, uh, text 20. It's just at the end of the purport. The conclusion is therefore that the sufferings of the representative of religion and the representative of the earth as present before Maharaj Pariksit were planned to prove that Maharaj Pariksit was the ideal executive head because he knew well how to give protection to the cows, the earth, and the brahmanas, religious principles, two pillars of spiritual advancement. Gobramanhitayacha um, Krishna is uh, the protector of the cows and the brahmanas. Namo Brahmanyarivaya Gobramanhitayacha Jigatithaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha We offer him our respectful obeisance because these two personalities, the cows, and the brahmanas are the most important persons to protect because if they're protected uh, spiritual advancement is easier for everyone the brahmanas teach the religious principles and the cows they give milk and milk is necessary if properly uh, consumed uh, for the fertilization of the brain to be able to understand more subtle uh, spiritual principles of spiritual advancement. Therefore, these are the two pillars of the Brahminical culture. And as soon as the cows become abused and the Brahmanas become fallen, then uh, spiritual culture uh, is lost. So spiritual culture rests on these two, uh, the cows and the brahmanas. And therefore they are most dear to the Lord. And if you offend them, the human society and the leaders especially offend them, neglect them, and abuse them, then the Lord's displeased. And how can anyone be pleased if the Lord is displeased with them. It's not possible. The, the goal of life is to please the Lord. The purpose of human civilization is to please the Lord. This, the, the Varnashram system is, is meant to please the Lord. I was just quoting this to Vaishya Chika Prabhu when he called, when he, get me the Gita. 
when he called me today. We were talking about various things. And there's in the second chapter, text 47, there's a purport, 48, excuse me. The end of the purport, Prabhupada says, Arjuna was therefore advised by the Lord to fight. Whoops, that's the wrong one. Here it is. Arjuna is a chatriya, and as such, he is participating in the Varnashram Dharma institution. It is said in the Vishnu Purana that in the Varnashram Dharma, the whole aim is to satisfy Vishnu. No one should satisfy himself, as is the rule in the material world, but one should satisfy Krishna. So unless one satisfies Krishna, one cannot correctly observe the principles of Varnashram Dharma. So you can't satisfy Vishnu if you are killing the cows and abusing the brahmanas. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Hanibal Bhakta Rupa, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, Sri the Prabhupada ki Jai. Thanks for the nectar injection. No one uh, quote no one can clear the accumulated mental dust without glorifying the Supreme Lord. Unquote. Really appreciated this point. It really is purifying to repeat the things we hear in Prabhupada's books to others and makes the things we read come alive. Exactly. And that's why Srila Prabhupada says hearing and explaining is more important than reading and than, than reading or studying. Because this is how we realize the philosophy. As you say, it comes to life. And that's exactly right. So thank you for that reflection. And that's why we hear the Bhagavatam every day together and try to understand it from different angles of vision. And the more we inquire and the more we reflect, uh, the more the spiritual intelligence becomes stimulated. And eventually the spiritual intelligence comes from the form direction from the supersoul to the soul is what spiritual intelligence is. But ultimately, the spiritual intelligence also rests in the soul. So the super soul becomes the via medium between us, the, the material intelligence, and the spiritual intelligence. So, yes, it has to be purified by hearing the truth. What is it that Bhishma Dev said? Give me that top thing, the little, yeah. What was it that Bhishmadev said? Gee, I wish I had a memory. I'm afraid it's gone. Hmm. Worldliness can be avoided by cultivating the knowledge of impermanence. So by culture, culture, cultivating spiritual knowledge, 
we learn what is actually real and not, what is actually permanent and not. False arguments can be conquered by factual ascertainment. And factual ascertainment, it comes from realizing the truths in the Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. And perfect knowledge can be obtained by self-cultivation. So it's up to us to cultivate these truths. We hear them, and then as we just were told by... Who was this talking? Bhaktarupa, Hare Krishna. Yeah, read the, read the quote he said again. No one can clear the accumulated mental dust without glorifying the Supreme. Yeah, so it's that accumulated mental dust is what's confusing uh, the intelligence or the subtle body. Chaito darpanam arjanam bhavamahadavagni nirvapanam By hearing and chanting the holy name of the Lord and by hearing and chanting the Srimad Bhagavatam and explaining it to others, one's subtle body becomes clear and transparent and then we can see things as they are that is the blessing of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that's why the Bhagavatam is considered to be a literary incarnation of Krishna and the holy name of the Lord is to be considered the incarnation of the Lord on the earth to purify the time-worn hearts of the human being. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Jai Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Tonight I noted with interest that Sri the Prabhupada wrote that the government should be willing to spend 50% of their profits on merciful acts toward the protection of the citizens. I had not heard this 50% formula before. Yes, this is why Srila Prabhupada was so disgusted with Indian, Indian leadership, the government. Because at every step they put obstacles in front of him. Rather than giving him facilities which was in their best interest and in the best interest of India. Here he is, the ambassador of Indian culture all over the world. Never happened before. And yet these leaders were, you know, so suspicious of the Westerners, thinking that they were CIA and <laughs> the, the chakras in the temple of Bombay were actually radars and we had, you know, you know, weapons in the in the basement, and I mean, it was just absolutely mad, madness. And when he came to London the first time, the only the only recording that we have of Prabhupada during that visit, because he didn't speak hardly at all, he was very sick, and uh, he was talking about the leaders, and he said they were nasty and there were tears in his eyes. And he report, repeated the word nasty like two or three times. Very strong condemnation of the, of the leaders of, 
and now just looking what's happening looks what's happening to the world at least you know the leaders of the the free world are standing up together and uh doing all kinds of things to support ukraine and and condemn Put, uh, putin and it always happens you know no matter who you are hitler was very powerful very powerful but it end in the end everybody came against him and they couldn't the whole there's no country of the world that can stand up against the rest of the world it just doesn't work and even if they succeed the, the people of ukraine are not going to accept their rule and if the people won't accept the rule then they can't win this is all based on fear it's it's you know rule, rulership by fear might makes right you have the biggest weapon and therefore you have to do what i say that's it's simple as that Hare krishna one more from rati manjari yes rati also tonight came what seems to be a very important principle in verse 22 that the identifier and the executor of a sinful act get the same karma yeah this is the essence of the answer of personified religion that it's better not to point the finger and blame uh, anyone for one's own difficulties we should rather take it that our difficulties are a result of things that we've done in the past somehow or other uh, or as Prabhupada said in another purport better to suffer than to protest because because if you point your finger at the perpetrator then you get the same result as the perpetrator that's a very subtle spiritual principle that's very difficult to apply but is necessary to apply for one to reach the perfectional stage Hare Krishna and from Gauranga Gopal this is the only way to attain actual peace of mind when we stop pointing fingers at others and take personal responsibility for being here in this material world. This is all these conspiracy theories and and um, controversial issues about you know where we came from and how and when and from where. It's all an attempt to offload the response, the personal responsibility for our our having decided to come here. So it's very, taking responsibility is very important in spiritual life. Taking personal responsibility. Hare Krishna. And from Goranga Gopal. Haribo Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I loved this part of text 22 purport. Quote, in other words, a devotee has no suffering at all because so-called suffering is also God's grace for a devotee who sees God in everything. Yes. Unquote. 
Today I finished reading Black Lotus, the biography of Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, who was also personifying this statement, seeing all the pain he went through like a blessing, Krishna having answered his prayers too like Vasudev Datta, to uh, take the suffering of humanity on himself. This is such a different level of Krishna consciousness. Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj also said that if when I experience pain I am complaining why me and when I see pain elsewhere I am happy it's not affecting me then something is obviously wrong because when a real Vaishnava sees others suffer like currently in Ukraine he is crying within himself why them and not me a real Vaishnava who has divine vision develops such beautiful compassion something to aspire for. Yes, so the essence of that truth is that everything is the mercy of the Lord. Things that happen to us that seem untoward, they are to teach us. Everything's meant to, in this material world is meant to teach us. You know, so when we do something wrong or think something wrong and we f suffer, then we should see that suffering as the divine will of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord, so that we can stop, you know, acting improperly. It's easy for a materialist to see the divine mercy in the Lord when they're doing well. <laughs> but even then, they take credit for it themselves. But yes, this, this, the process of surrender, the process of Krishna consciousness is the process of surrender. And it begins by accepting those things that are favorable for devotional service and rejecting whatever is unfavorable. And sometimes things that are unfavorable are very subtle and not so easy to detect and therefore to give up. And then with that accomplished you know then we can feel the presence of the Lord during the, during the day and from that feeling of perceiving the presence of the Lord one feels protected and then when, when that feeling of protection is there then one feels uh, the fear goes away then one can, one can act in Christian consciousness under any circumstance and not be become morose or uh, accusative and then one from that position of platform of consciousness one wants the will of the Lord to be his will in other words he wants to be in agreement with the Lord constantly and then finally, he becomes meek and humble. And that culmination of that humility is called dhanya, or utter humility. And it is the essential prerequisite for achieving love of God. And that means you think that everyone else is a devotee except for yourself. And in that way, you will naturally feel like serving 
others. And that is so important. I mean, what was it Christ said? The meek shall inherit the earth. Seems counterintuitive because nowadays might makes right. The more money you have, the more power you have, you know, the more people look up to you, the more you're safe and secure in so many ways. No. You just have more to lose <laughs> and therefore more suffering to go through. Pride cometh before the fall. Hare Krishna. Can Bhakta Rupa? Yes, Bhakta Rupa. He says, P.S. I really love distributing the new Bhagavad Gita that you have, Maharaj. People are absolutely loving the painting on the cover. It's a window into the spiritual world. People light up when they see it. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, that was the original cover that Prabhupada picked. And from Parta Sumitra Roy. Parta Sumitra Roy, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Gurudev, kindly accept our humble obeisances. Hare Krishna, I was your regular student, but this pandemic made me lose my concentration my peace, Gurudev. Want to be back with Lord Krishna. Need your blessings. What was his name again? Parta Sumitra Roy. Parta Sumitra. I don't exactly know what he means. Maybe he was listening and stopped listening because of the pandemic, something like that. Anyway, it's glad glad to have you back, Parta. Haribo. And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. This taking personal responsibility and patiently suffering the reactions of one's past misdeeds reminds me of the Tat Tenu Kampam verse spoken by Lord Brahma. If it pleases you, would you kindly read it out to us, Guru Maharaj? Yeah, that's 10.14.8. And I think the purport is extremely uh, wonderful. 10.14.8. It has chapter 14 in it. Does it have 14 in it? No, I think that has up to 13. The next one's 14. Yeah, that's it. So listen carefully to this purport. Tate nukampam susumikshimano bunjana evat makritang bipakam rit vag bupurbir vidadana namaste jiveta yog muktipade sadaya bhak. My dear Lord, 
one who earnestly waits for you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him, all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisances with his heart, words, and body, is surely eligible for liberation, for it has become his rightful claim. This purport is a paraphrase of Sridhar Swami's commentary on this verse. Sridhar Sridhar Swami explains in his commentary that just as a legitimate son has to simply remain alive to gain an inheritance from his father, one who simply remains alive in Krishna consciousness following the regulated principles of Bhakti Yoga automatically becomes eligible to receive the mercy of the Personality of Godhead. In other words, he will be promoted to the Kingdom of God. The word Susamikshamana indicates that a devotee earnestly awaits the mercy of the Supreme Lord even while suffering the painful effects of previous sinful activities. Lord Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita that a devotee who fully surrenders unto him is no longer liable to suffer the reactions of his previous karma. However, because in his mind a devotee may still maintain the remnants of his previous sinful mentality, the Lord removes the last vestiges of the enjoying spirit by giving his devotee punishments that may sometimes resemble sinful reactions. The purpose of the entire creation of God is to rectify the living entity's tendency to enjoy without the Lord. And therefore, the particular punishment given for a sinful activity is specifically designed to curtail the mentality that produced the activity. Although a devotee has surrendered to the Lord's devotional service, until he is completely perfect in Krishna consciousness, he may, he may maintain a slight inclination to enjoy the false happiness of this world. The Lord therefore creates a particular situation to eradicate this remaining enjoying spirit. This unhappiness suffered by a sincere devotee <clears throat> is not technically a karmic reaction. It is, rather, the Lord's special mercy for inducing His devotee to completely let go of the material world and return home, back to Godhead. A sincere devotee earnestly desires to go back to the Lord's abode. Therefore, he willingly accepts the Lord's merciful punishment and continues offering respects and obeisances to the Lord with his heart, words, and body. Such a bona fide servant of the Lord, considering all hardship a small price to pay for gaining the personal association of the Lord, certainly becomes a legitimate son of God, as indicated here by the words Daya Bak. Just as one cannot approach the sun without becoming fire, 
One cannot approach the Supreme Pure, Lord Krishna, without undergoing a rigid purificatory process, which may appear like suffering, but which is in fact the, a curative treatment administered by the personal hand of the Lord. Thank you, Rati, for pointing that purport out. That actually is, that verse is the most uh, paraphrased verse in all of Prabhupada's books. So that is practical in the sense that if one thinks like that, then one is relieved of pride altogether. And with that re re being relieved of the pride, then one can hear. As long as one is still proud and can't hear, he will have an excuse or have you know, an explanation for the explanation and submissive hearing becomes very difficult, if not impossible. Because we become purified by submissive hearing. Or let's put it another way. The, 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 the effic efficacious nature of the Bhagavatam becomes most efficient when we hear with complete humility, submissive, submissiveness. We always get benefit from hearing the Bhagavatam, but when we're submissive and hear submissively, especially from our spiritual master and our founder, Acharya, and the senior Vaishnavas to us, well, what can I say? You guys knocked it out of the box again with your reflections and questions and uh, discussion. Thank you so much. Some short comments. Short comments. Okay. Rati's got some short comments. Rati Manjari said, Thank you. It is wonderful. Such a powerful key to spiritual advancement. Exactly. And Ananda Murti Devi Dasi said, Sorry. Jai Guru Maharaj, thank you so much for a valuable reading. Thank you so much for every to everyone. And again, uh, this reading in, is, is dedicated to the devotees in Ukraine and all the personalities in Ukraine that are suffering this uh, evil uh, war that's being perpetrated on them. Imagine how less intelligent this person is. He's saying that he's doing, he has to do this because there are neo-Nazis leading the country. The leader of the country is a Jew. <laughs> These guys. That's, that's why truthfulness is so important, religious principles. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. Thank you all very much. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. Real knowledge. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.